Hey, it's Pat. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. In case you're not familiar with me, I've been helping people retire for over 20 years now, author of the book, Save Your Retirement, and host of the Save Your Retirement radio show. Our goal with this show is to provide you with valuable and timely information to help you plan your retirement, or if you're already retired, help you make the most of it. Ultimately, we want to help you use your money to accomplish your goals and dreams and to help you avoid any stress and fear with your finances and instead replace those with confidence and peace of mind. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe so you won't miss future episodes. Also, if you'd like to give us a great rating, it would mean so much to us and it helps get the word out so we can share this valuable information with others. Thank you so much. And now here's this week's episode. This radio show is a paid placement. You've read his books. You see him on television. You follow him on social media. And you can listen to him talk about life and retirement right here, right now. He is Pat Struby, and this is Save Your Retirement, presented by Preservation Specialists. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak, happy to be here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. He is the author of the books, Save Your Retirement and the Retirement Secret. And we're here today to talk about some of the strategies to keep in mind when it comes to your income in retirement, because here's the reality. You've spent an entire career saving for retirement, and the last thing you need at this stage of the game is to make a misstep. So you end up spending down your savings too quickly. Pat, we talk about that a lot when we think about that retirement mountain analogy, right? Nobody wants to go tumbling down the mountain. We want to make a strategic and smooth descent, and that's what our conversation is all about today. I think it's going to be a good one. I love it. Yeah. And that's the mountain analogy is awesome, isn't it? Because I think most of us think of, you know, climbing Mount Everest and how can people actually do that? But when you actually, you know, finish up that analogy, the goal isn't to get to the top of the mountain. The goal is to get to the top and back down again. Right. And yeah, so, yeah. and so most of, no one really talks about the actually descending the mountain, but that's part of the, of course, the, the retirement income analogy that we love to use. Yeah, it's just something that I think, first of all, is very visually, it makes sense when we talk about working our way up the mountain and then back down. And also some of us may have physically experienced it and we know exactly what it's like to reach the top of that mountain, celebrate once you get to the top. But then we have to figure out uh, the, the, the reality that we're only halfway there. We still have to come down and we just don't want to go tumbling down the mountain. So we're going to Yeah, talk. the work's not done yet, right? Yeah. And I, you know, I think I've told you this before. Like when my daughter and I did a little mountain hiking activity together with our church group, they told us that the whole time. They kept saying that all day. Remember when we get to the top, you're only halfway there. And I thought, I know, Brian, I heard you the first time, but it wasn't until we got to the top and we took pictures and we celebrated and we had our little you know moment of hurrah at the top that I turned and looked down for the first time and went, oh my gosh, that's a long way down. We're only halfway. I mean, it, it didn't even fully register with me until I was living in the moment. And I, I'm sure that's kind of the reality for people in retirement too. Until you're there, you don't really get it. You almost have to live it to fully understand it. Yeah, it is. And it's, you know, that's where so many people, you know, we have people that hire us when they're, you know, pretty far out from retirement, but a lot of people hire us very close to their retirement age or right at retirement. Mm -hmm. And that's sometimes where that realization is there. It's so similar to what you're talking about. You're, you're saving, you're clawing your way towards retirement. You're ecstatic to say, I'm going to retire now. And then you kind of think, wait a second, how do I actually like live off of this money, right. you know? So right. it's, that's, it's a very, you know, the, the parallels are, are pretty awesome, really. And this is where that word strategy comes into play. You want to have a, a path, that strategic path when you're going back down the mountain, both when we're talking about physically going back down a mountain, we want to have a strategy for getting ourselves back down safely. And also when we're talking about this analogy, this financial mountain that we're working our way back down, because Pat, your financial focus changes when we are headed back back down. When you're going up that retirement mountain, that's when we're focused on saving. It's pretty intuitive. You're just going to keep saving as much as you can. It's kind of hard to screw that part up. But <laughs> but when you're coming back down, now we need to shift to preserving and trying to maximize what we've saved to help make sure our income lasts as long as we need it. And that's what we want to talk about today, Pat. What we go over today really could be the difference between just hoping your money will last or living out your best case scenario. And I think that's what everybody is really looking for. We don't want to be just hoping that the money's going to last. 
No, hope is a terrible retirement strategy. Yeah, so, for sure. And I don't know anyone who wants to retire and then have to unretire because they're running low on, on cash. So yeah. we need to we need to have a strategy to make sure that never happens. Right. And the reality is this could be a lot of people who are in that coming up short type of scenario. The Employee Benefit Research Institute, they did some research or they have some projections rather showing that 40 percent of households uh, where the head of household is between 35 and 64. So we're talking about pre-retirees, uh, people getting close to retirement when you're talking about people in their late 50s, early 60s, 40% of those households are projected to run short of money in retirement. So I'm guessing this is probably a big concern that you hear from clients who come in to meet with you. Yeah, I think when you think of the dozens of things people are concerned about when they come and see us, and it's, you know, is the market going to crash and what's going on with the economy? And should I have all my money in Bitcoin? And, you know, on and on and on. There's all these things that we're all thinking about and worrying about. You can really boil most of it down to a couple of things, which is how do I figure out that I have enough to retire and how do I make sure I don't run out of money? Mm -hmm. Those are really what all of us are trying to figure out. And, we're all in that boat now because, you know, Social Security has challenges and pensions are disappearing. So most of us have to climb that mountain, you know, by accumulating a pile of money and then live off of it. And so we're all kind of in that world of having to figure those things out. And that's what we love to do here. We love right. to help people figure those things out so that they can actually feel like they have confidence when they're retiring instead of just, you know, lying awake worrying about that. Is it going to last long? Yeah. Enough? Yeah. So when we're thinking about that, will the money last? And we're working our way back down this retirement mountain. We're trying to watch our footing here. What are some factors that can cause you to spin down your savings faster than you anticipated? Tumble, tumble down that mountain at a, a too fast of a pace. Yeah. I, oh, my goodness. I mean, there's so many. One of the areas that I would include there would be a, a term we call spending shocks, which is just things that aren't planned ahead of time. So that could be you know, a common one we see is unforeseen need to help family members, uh, maybe adult children or things like that. Certainly unexpected health care costs would be one of them. Another one that's very common is being forced to retire early, whether you're downsized or you have health issues. Um, so you weren't able to build that nest egg as large as you wanted to. And then another one would be, you know, if you have your investments in growth, you know, things like tied to the stock market, if the stock market crashes early in your retirement, that can be devastating. That can easily help make sure that you're spending down your savings way faster than, than you anticipate. And we saw that, you know, meeting with people coming out of the 2008, 2009, you know, financial crisis. And sadly, there were people that had to go back to work because their nest eggs had dropped so far. So those are all things, you know, if there's going to be healthcare issues, if your family needs help, of course, we can't predict those things or plan them, but we can plan for them. And that's all about why we always talk about we want to have not only a plan that thinks of all these things, which we would call comprehensive, you know, all those different areas, but we also say it shouldn't be a cookie cutter plan. It should be tailored specifically to you. So that's what we call our plans, custom built retirement plans that we build for the people that we help. And if you don't have anything like that, if you haven't heard of anything like that, or if you're not sure if you have anything that's comprehensive and custom built for you, Call us at 803-9-RETIRE. We offer a retirement review to listeners of the show at no cost and no obligation. All you have to do to get started down that path is call us at 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialist. The number is 803-9-RETIRE. If it's helpful to hear the numbers as you're punching that into your phone, by the way, that's 803 803- 973-8473. Talking today about some of the reality after you retire, everything changes with your money. When you're preparing for retirement, we say that's working our way up the mountain. When we are in retirement, now we're coming back down the financial mountain, and this is where we want to be watching our steps. We don't want to be losing our footing and spin down too quickly. So, Pat, let's talk about some solutions here. I think we've done a pretty good job setting up the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's making a mountain out of a molehill because I think it's actually a big concern for a lot of people. But yes. what's a possible strategy to help us make sure we won't spend down our retirement savings too quickly? What's one strategy you recommend? Yeah, I would say, Jen, that some of the uh, other people in the office just kind of talk about me being like a retirement nerd because I, I just find, you know, <laughs> studying it and reading about it and listening about it so interesting. And I always make the point that, you know, retirement there hasn't been a lot of analysis of how to actually retire successfully until the last, you know, maybe 20 years, which is crazy to think about. But they have seen time and time again, the experts, the simplest thing, Jen, that I would say is that 
when you are saving, and you referred to this earlier, when you're 20 or 30 years from retirement, you can kind of just throw all of your savings and investments into one portfolio and say, hey, this is what I'm accumulating for retirement. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's a very smart way to do it. In retirement, it's totally different. And you really need to separate your money into at least two different areas. One is your area that's going to generate your income that you live off of. And then the other would be excess that you might have for growth. Uh, and you could even have a third bucket for emergencies. But the thing is, you can't have your growth creating your income for this mm -hmm. year. Because if you have that money in the market, and we've seen it so many times, right? Early in my career, the dot-com bust, the markets dropped in half over three years. In 2008, 2009, it dropped in half over about a year. And then during COVID, it dropped 33% in 33 days. Imagine if you retired a month before that. You were depending on that money. You, so you can't do that. That's just one of the ways you can protect yourself. And that's the power of you know, having a plan or working with a planner that can help you do that, making sure you've got money set aside in areas that still can be generating a good return, but it's going to set you up with that income that you can count on. And then the market money should be kind of set aside for down the road. And just to repeat the numbers that I said earlier, you are right to worry about possibly running out of money because the Employee Benefit Research Institute has some projections showing 40% of households with the head of the household who is a pre-retiree they're projected to run short of money in retirement. And even wealthier baby boomers aren't immune, Pat. 13% of boomers in the highest income quartile, mm. they're still projected to run out of money over a 35-year retirement. This is why we talk about planning. Yeah, and running out of money is still definitely the biggest fear for so many of the people that we work with. And it really should be. People get caught up in how much they've saved, but what you really need to think about is how much you'll spend in retirement. What could it take for you to live your ideal lifestyle for the next 30 years? If you're listening right now and don't have an income strategy, I invite you to call so we can help you create a spending plan to figure out how much you'll need for retirement you've been dreaming about. Uncover the main risks posing a threat to your retirement, including inflation, stock market risk, potential tax increases, and skyrocketing healthcare costs. Learn about the options for generating income in retirement and learn about how to keep your current standard of living in retirement even as costs keep rising. There's no cost, there's no obligation for this income analysis Call now at 803-9-RETIRE. Again, for listeners of the show, there's no cost and no obligation. Call now at 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. How many times in your life could you make a million-dollar decision? For some of you, when to start taking your Social Security benefits could be one of those million-dollar decisions. So it pays to get it right. Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby continues after this. John Farley here. According to the U.S. Debt Clock, in the time you hear this commercial, our nation's debt will go up by $1.5 million. That's more than $2 billion a day, $15 billion a week. Right now, our debt is over $31 trillion and climbing fast. The question is how do we pay it off? The answer, increasing taxes. Now think about your retirement accounts. Do you want to pay taxes on some of that money now when rates are historically low or later when rates are potentially higher? Whether you should pay taxes now or in the future depends on a lot of things. The team at Preservation Specialists knows what to look for. Our advisors can help you create a plan so your retirement is as tax efficient as it can be. Call 803-9-RETIRE to set up a visit with an advisor at Preservation Specialists. That's 803-9-RETIRE. When taxes go up, will you be ready? Call now, 803-9-RETIRE. Securities offered through Arcadios Capital Member, FINRA, and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Arcadios Wealth. Preservation Specialists and Arcadios are not affiliated through any ownership. To schedule a visit for your own customized five-step retirement review, call right now, 803-9-RETIRE. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Pat is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and I am Jen Rizak alongside. The reality is so many of us, about 96% of Americans, are taking Social Security at the wrong time. So that means most of us are losing out on an average of about $100,000 over a lifetime. So it really adds up here. So many of us are mismanaging this benefit, and Pat, for some of us, when to start taking your Social Security could actually be 
a million dollar decision. Explain that for us. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy when you think about this. So this year, the average Social Security benefit, retirement benefit, is just over $1,800 per month per person. So if you do the math on that, that adds up to just shy of $650,000 over a 30-year retirement, which is actually probably understating it because there would actually be inflation increases, but we'll just keep it to the simple numbers. So then if you're married and you double that number, that's actually very close to $1.3 million in Social Security benefits over 30 years. So yes, this is a million-dollar benefit. And we, of course, want to make the most of that. So clearly, it's a big deal to make sure you're taking this at the right time when you look at what's at stake here and just how much your Social Security benefits could end up being. It might seem like the Social Security Administration is the natural place to start if you have questions. But Pat, is that the place to go? I mean, can the workers there really make recommendations on when to take this? Well, I can tell you, Jen, that uh, most of my clients have the utmost confidence in all federal employees. So, um, <laughs> sorry, I couldn't resist. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So, but being more serious, the thing about the Social Security Administration is the job of the people who work there is to provide you with facts. Uh, they are not there to guide you or advise you. And it really is incredible how many possible combinations and variations of choices that you have. If you're an individual, there's a number of different things you can do with your Social Security benefits. But if you're a married couple, it kind of just you know stacks on top of that. So the administration is somewhere you can go to find out what are your Social Security benefit numbers. Uh, but that's about as far as it goes. And mm -hmm. if you have options as a married couple and you say, well, do you recommend I do this or, or recommend I do that? They can't actually answer those questions. Sure. So it really is important to have, have a strategy in mind before you're actually talking to the Social Security Administration. So talk about some factors to consider before you start taking Social Security. I mean, you, you just listed there, you know, talking about people who are married. I'm guessing our marital status is something to think about. But what are some of the other factors to consider before we start taking those benefits? Well, that's it's a really good question to ask, and it's kind of hard to answer because it's complicated in the sense of we're taking that step back of, you know, just all of your retirement income planning in general. Social Security is part of that for most people, but we have to be thinking much bigger picture about that, Jen, because one of the things I've found from the people that we help is – the default assumption sometimes is, well, I just, I claim Social Security when I retire, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's important to understand that you can do that, but that may not be the best choice for you. It may make sense for some people, it may make sense to claim Social Security while you're still working, or there could be some significant benefits to delaying Social Security a little bit and, you know, kind of filling in the gaps with some of your other of your retirement income from other places. Mm -hmm. So when we're thinking about your Social Security benefits, we actually, in our office, we do two things. We have a kind of retirement income software we use where we're trying to make the most of our clients' income. And we have an entirely separate Social Security software that we use. And those are usually going to come up with different answers. So then we're kind of piecing those together to try and fit them together. But certainly, like you mentioned, whether you're single or married is an important one. Um, the age that you want to retire at is, of course, a huge one. If you're wanting to retire earlier than 62, <laughs> that's that's right. you know, which is the right. earliest Social Security age, that's a big deal. If you want to work past 70, which is the longest it can continue growing, that's certainly a factor. How much of your retirement income is Social Security uh, giving you? That's a big factor, too. I mean, if you're going to live only off of Social Security, then the day you retire is obviously a very important one. Whereas if it's just a small fraction, whether you have you know higher spending habits or whether you just don't have as much Social Security benefits, hmm. um, so I think there's there's just a lot of pieces to all of that that we want to be thinking about rather than just you know the day that I retire. Right, and of course, just one piece of your overall retirement income, Pat. I'm guessing very few people are going to retire solely on Social Security. It really has a place, though, in this overall process that you walk people through. But that's just one piece. There's a lot of different pieces here that go into an overall retirement plan. That's exactly right. And, you know, we teach classes sometimes on Social Security planning and trying to make the most of it. And that's one of the things we say at the beginning of the class, which is, 
if you're going to be living off of exclusively social security, then all that you care about is maximizing your social security benefits. But if you're not, then that means you have something else like a pension or 401k or IRAs or whatever. Now we need to kind of factor all of those in together. And that's, of course, going to be different for everyone, which is where you always come back to that idea that if you're in a group setting or if you're listening to a radio show, then we can talk about generalities. But to really understand what's best for you, then you have to have a a one-on-one conversation. That's one of the reasons that we we offer a retirement income review at no cost and no obligation to listeners of the show, because that gives us an opportunity to, you can take in this general information here, and then we can actually talk about your personal situation. So if you'd like to take advantage of that offer, call us at 803-9-RETIRE. Again, for listeners of the show, you can have a, a retirement income review at absolutely no cost and no obligation. Just call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. He is the author of the books Save Your Retirement and The Retirement Secret. That number that he just shared with you one more time is 803-9-RETIRE. Pat, as we talk a little bit today about Social Security, some of the things to keep in mind, what are some common mistakes people make when it comes to taking Social Security or maybe some, some misconceptions that people have about it? Yeah, I think the first one, which we've really been hitting home, I think, is mm-hmm. just uh, underestimating the task uh, sure. because, you know, so many of us, you know, we work our whole lives, we accumulate these Social Security benefits. And then I think the default assumption is, well, I'll just claim my benefits when I retire. And that could be a good choice for you, but it might be way off as far as a way to really make the most of your benefits. And then the other one would be if you are a married couple, it really is incredible, the different options that you have available to you. And so one of the phrases that uh, I love to use, I'm sure, Jen, you've been waiting for me to say this because you've heard me say it over the years, (laughs) is that there is actually something unique about Social Security in that this was something I heard in a class, and it was an entire morning focused on Social Security planning. And early on, the professor said that you don't want to maximize your Social Security benefits. Mm-hmm. You want to optimize them. And I remember thinking, well, that he kind of sounds like an idiot, right? Because that's, <laughs> that's like kind thing. of the same thing, yeah. right? But then he said something, so he really it really hit home for me. He said, well, maximizing your Social Security benefits means that then everyone should delay them as long as possible, which means you would not claim them until you're 70, mm-hmm. which, of course, is not practical for a lot of us. And then it may not make sense for others. So optimizing means when you actually coordinate your social security benefits with every other resource you have and the needs that you have for your retirement. And it ends up providing the most benefits and most results. So as an example, we have had clients where it makes sense to claim social security at retirement. We've also had ones where uh, we've delayed it. A very common example might be, uh, let's say we have clients that want to retire in their early 60s, let's say 63 or 64. And we've had situations where we'll claim for one uh, spouse at that time, and then we'll delay the other one until late 60s or even 70. And it really is amazing when you kind of go through this analysis and you see what a difference that can make for someone. And so I think underestimating, you know, or or thinking this is gonna be a simple process is probably the main thing. But if you can optimize your social security benefits and over your lifetime, add an extra 100000 or $150,000 of income, wow, I mean, what an yeah. awesome way to improve your retirement. Yeah, that's a really good breakdown and a really simple way to help people understand this a little bit better, I think. Talk again about how just the reality that even though it's so important to think about Social Security and taking this at the right time, it's still not the only piece here. It has to fit in with everything else that you have going on with your finances for retirement, right? It does. And so each one of these things you have different amount of control over. So in some cases, if you're fortunate to have any pension benefits, there may not be a lot of options there. It may be, hey, you're going to retire. You have to take this every month. Social Security, you can take it as early as 62. You can delay it as long as age 70. So you have a lot of flexibility, but not complete flexibility. And then your 401k, your IRAs, then you can kind of do whatever you want with those within reason. So each of these pieces, we have certain amounts of control. We want to help you figure out how do we make the most out of all your income in retirement. But at the same time, we want to make sure you're paying as little taxes as possible. And so putting all those together is really what we're trying to give you the best possible income plan. Right. It's just a good idea to really think this through because, as I said earlier, the majority of Americans are taking Social Security at the wrong time. That means a lot of us are missing out on tens of thousands of dollars over a lifetime. 
Yeah, the average household is missing out on $111,000 of unclaimed Social Security benefits because of taking the benefits at the wrong time. Unfortunately, not many financial advisors are willing to talk about this. To me, $100,000 is a huge amount of money, and I wouldn't want to accidentally miss out on a benefit like that. There are a lot of variables that you need to consider before you start taking your Social Security. I'm offering you a free Social Security analysis to help you sort through all the different options for how to claim your benefits, learn about the potential impact your decisions can have on your taxes, Medicare, spousal benefits, and more, and pinpoint the precise time for you to start taking Social Security to make sure you aren't missing out on tens of thousands of dollars in lifetime benefits. The Social Security Administration can't help you with all this. They can give you the facts, but they can't teach you how to make the most of your benefits. That's what our Social Security analysis can do for you when you call call us at 803-9-RETIRE right now. Again, for listeners of the show, we'll offer you a Social Security analysis at no cost and no obligation. Call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. You heard that right. You could be missing out on tens of thousands of dollars in lifetime income, or you could be living your best case scenario. It's just a matter of claiming your Social Security at the right time. So call now, 803-9-RETIRE. If some of your income in retirement is going to be coming from your retirement savings, you could get hit with some pretty high penalties if you aren't careful. We'll talk about that coming up next. Stay with us. You've heard Pat on radio. Now you can see him on television. Tune in Sunday mornings during the 7 o'clock news on WIS-TV, Columbia's NBC Channel 10. To find out more about Pat and the team at Preservation Specialists, visit online anytime at retirewithpat.com. That's retirewithpat.com. Thanks for joining us today. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Pat is the founder of Preservation Specialists. He is the author of the books Save Your Retirement and The Retirement Secret. Today we're talking about some of the strategies to think about as you are working your way back down the retirement mountain. What can you do to make the most out of what you've saved? And here's the thing, Pat, when we shared this mountain analogy earlier, we talked about in our working years, we're building our savings, working our way up the mountain. In our retirement years, we're working our way back down the mountain, picking our way down the mountain, trying not to lose our footing and come down too quickly. Here are some things that can cause us to spin down too quickly. Not being aware of what's going on with our withdrawals from our retirement savings and some of the penalties that can apply if we don't follow the rules. Required minimum distributions, this is what we're talking about. If you don't follow the rules, there are steep penalties and there are potentially higher taxes also, if we're not strategic, that can swipe away at your savings, leaving you with really a fraction of what you were counting on for retirement. That's not what anybody wants. Yeah, and I and I think the thing to start off on this one, Jen, this applies to basically anything that's tax deferred like a mm-hmm. 401k or an IRA. Those are probably the most common things where people would have to take this money out of. And the thing about those is it's the most common place that we save for retirement. And it's nice to see those numbers get bigger and bigger, right? You put your first deposit in your 401k and you have 20 bucks or whatever. And then maybe after 30 or 40 years, sometimes we might meet someone who has saved a million dollars in their 401k. And it's awesome to see that number. But the sad thing is that's not really all your money, right? Right. Because none of it's been taxed yet. (laughs) So the question is now, if you could take that out of a 12% bracket, your million dollars would be 880,000. That's pretty good. But what if you're taking it out incorrectly and you end up paying 25 or 30% taxes? Mm. That's a huge, huge difference. So number one, it's all going to be taxed. We want to be smart about how to do that. And then as Jen, like you mentioned, required minimum distributions is when you reach a certain age, you have to take that out. And if you mess that up, those are big, big penalties. It used to be 50%, five zero, but the IRS has gotten much more gentle and generous these days. And now the penalty is only 25% of the amount that you were supposed to take. So yeah, it's a big deal to get these right. Yeah. I mean, it's less, but goodness, that still is a pretty (laughs) significant amount there. So let's talk through this. What do we need to know about taking those required minimum distributions from our retirement accounts? Or how do you review this with people to help make sure we aren't making a misstep? Yeah. So kind of looking big picture again, you know, most of the people that we help, they are not living off of social security alone and they usually don't have huge pensions, which means they had to figure out a way to save up a pile of money 
to use for retirement, right? One of the common places to do that is your 401k or an IRA. And generally speaking, you know, when you're withdrawing money from those, there's going to be income taxes due. So certainly we want to be thoughtful about that. This is where I always say, you know, three of the areas of retirement plan, they all come together. And if you could picture kind of like a circular puzzle with interlocking pieces. We want these to fit together so nicely, Mm -hmm. but you're drawing the money out. So it's part of your retirement income. You're paying tax on that. So it's part of your tax plan. And then that money's invested in creating that income. So all three of those need to work together. So we want to be thinking about how and when you're drawing that out, because we want to take that out the lowest tax bracket possible. Then finally, we need to make sure we're complying with the IRS rules. So at certain ages, um, you have to take minimum amounts out of those accounts to make sure you're following those IRS rules. And they're complicated and they're confusing. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, you don't hear much about it until you're in your 70s. And you're thinking, seriously, there's a new rule now? I have to (laughs) to figure this out. And when most people learn about it, if they're not working with a planner like us, is they get a letter in January, the year that it starts, from their investment company. Well, what if you've divvied up your money and you've got three or four or five accounts and you're thinking, what on earth am I supposed to do with all these? So that's where having you know a plan, having an ongoing planning relationship with someone like our firm can be really valuable because we can help you be prepared prepared for that, but also mm-hmm. walk you through it as it starts to happen. Well, and to make even more complication here, Pat, we've had some changes in recent years with what's going on with the age for required minimum distributions. I think in 2020, they actually lifted that because of COVID and they, mm-hmm. they weren't making people take money out. So we've had so many strange things happen over the past <laughs> few years that just caused even more confusion. You see why people want to get some guidance on this. And Pat, as I understand, understand it too. If you inherit something like an IRA and those required minimum distributions had already started, I think you have to keep dealing with that and and helping take the money out, even if you're not to the age for required minimum distributions, but this is something you inherited. So there's, there's a lot of rules to try to figure out here. It's incredibly complicated, Jen, and I love this stuff, and I have a pretty good memory, and I'm just my mind is boggled sometimes at how complicated <laughs> it can be. And uh, you know, we had a we had a intern in, uh, and he was awesome, and he was here for months. And I told him at the beginning, I said, my number one project for you is to organize every single required distribution of every different type that we have for oh. every single client. And he was. 21, like, yeah, I got it. It's going to be awesome. You know, and then like every single time he'd come across something else, he'd say, wait, so this inherited account works differently. And so it was, a, Ugh, it, right. he said it was an awesome learning experience for him. But yeah, you have IRA accounts that you own for yourself. You have accounts that you inherit, but it depends on when the original owner passed away because there's different rules under different ages. Mm-hmm. And so it really is incredible how complicated those things can be. And I think, Janet, where I would start is that age where it starts, like you said. For a, the longest time, you had to start taking distributions out the year you turned 70 and a half, which I always said, you know, who's the who's the nut job who figured that out? <laughs> yeah, it's so know. crazy, right? And then they finally changed that a few years back and they raised it up to 72, which I think is a really good thing to raise that. Makes and more they, sense, yeah. Yeah, and they changed it again to 73 now, and I think it's supposed to go up again at some point in the future, but... Probably before that happens, they'll change it eight more times. <laughs> so every time we try to do a fact sheet on this kind of thing for our clients, all the rules change. But the bottom line is if you are approaching retirement or if you're well into retirement, you do need to be aware of these things because the penalties are severe. And it's just one little piece of your retirement income plan, making sure that we're complying with those rules. Hopefully we can do that in a way where we keep you in the lowest tax bracket, but also those distributions are helping fund your retirement, the things that you're wanting to do anyway. So hopefully we can work something out where it all comes together. And I would say, Jen, that would be part of what I would call a written retirement income plan, which we would consider the foundation to a successful retirement. If you don't have a written retirement income plan, give us a call now at 803-9-RETIRE. Be part of a a retirement review with one of our retirement planners. We'll offer that to listeners of the show at no cost and no obligation. All you have to do to get started is call us at 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and I am Jen Rizak alongside. Uh, Going over some of the things we need to be aware of as it relates to those required minimum distributions and the fact that all the rules just keep changing, just making it even more and more complicated for all of us. And Pat, for people who, we talked about this earlier, this whole idea of delaying Social Security 
as a strategy for people who want to get that biggest benefit. So people who delay Social Security until age 70 and then they have to start taking money out of their retirement savings at age 73 have to recognize that there could be some tax implications here. They could be pushed into a higher tax bracket. This is what some analysts call the tax torpedo. So this sounds tough because if you have to start taking Social Security and you have to start taking money from your retirement savings, how can we dodge this tax <laughs> torpedo? Yeah, this is one of those things, Jen, that I love teaching in classes, and it's in uh, one of the first chapters of my first book, Save Your Retirement, which is when you're taking Social Security in retirement and you're withdrawing money from your retirement accounts, there is a true double tax that kind of gets triggered there because the more income you have coming in, the more they tax your Social Security benefits. Mm -hmm. And so it can be a situation where one person can be withdrawing a little bit of money out of a 401k or IRA and not trigger any taxation on their social security. Someone else, they can be paying thousands and thousands of dollars all because of how those benefits are all working together. Mm -hmm. So we absolutely want to be thinking about how much do you have in that 401k and that IRA? What are your social security benefits? And how much flexibility do we have, you know, depending on what age that you're looking to retire for someone not doing any tax planning versus someone with a what we would call an optimized tax plan that could absolutely mean, you know, tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars of difference over the life of your retirement. That's a really, really important piece. And a lot of our clients, it's one of their biggest priorities when they're sitting down with us. Yeah, it, it sounds like it's something that's so important. And on this note of taxes, Pat. What would you say most people overlook when it comes to their taxes in retirement? Well, I think that, you know, so many of our clients have similar concerns, but some are different. And I think if you're not thinking about where taxes are now and where they might be in the future, that's the biggest thing that I would have you thinking about. Anyone retiring now or in the next five or 10 years, you were told your whole life, defer all your taxes because you're in your highest bracket now. And then when you retire, you'll be in a much lower bracket. Well, guess what? People that are retiring now are finding they're not necessarily in a lower tax bracket. So they're paying a lot of taxes. And we have $32 trillion of debt as a country right now. And every yep. single expert that follows that says there is only one solution to that, which is higher taxes. So now you stop and think, okay, I'm deferring all my taxes and tax rates have to go up okay, we've got a problem here, mm -hmm, right? right? So this is where we're doing proactive tax planning. The goal is to give you control over your taxes. And that may mean we need to think about things like Roth conversions and shifting money from a 401k or IRA into a Roth. And there's pros and cons to that. And it's different for everybody. There's no one size fits all to any of this. But this is one of those things, Jen, that sometimes people think a financial advisor is just kind of putting their money into stocks and bonds and mutual funds and things like that. Yeah. But this is a whole nother level of helping you figure out how do I go from where I'm at right now so that I, I'm not in a panic down the road if taxes go up when I'm retired. Right. And when we talk about that idea of taxes going up, today's federal income tax rates could be the lowest you'll see for the rest of your life because they did go down in 2017 with the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. But baked into that law is an expiration date. They expire at the start of 2026. And there are always the possibilities for additional tax increases being proposed. So at this point, it's really not a matter of if, Pat, but when taxes will go up. Absolutely correct, Jen. And you don't want to assume you won't be impacted by proposed tax increases because you're not a big corporation or you're not quote unquote wealthy enough. I bet just about everyone listening has a few areas where they can be a little more tax efficient with their retirement money. We want to help you understand the potential impact taxes can have on your retirement savings and learn about ways to reduce or possibly eliminate taxes in retirement. This is for listeners of the show only. Call us at 803-9-RETIRE, and we can help you go over your retirement accounts and uncover what your possible tax liabilities are in the future. We'll talk about some of the strategies that can help you reduce your taxes down the road. It could mean tens of thousands of dollars back in your pocket to spend the way you want to spend it in retirement. To take advantage of that again, call 803-9-RETIRE. We have more coming up on Save Your Retirement, but now it's time for today's Medicare Minute with author and Medicare expert Tim Hanbury. Most people don't realize there are two enrollment periods for Medicare Advantage plans. The first is called the Annual Enrollment Period, which is from October 15th to December 7th. During this time, you can change to any other Medicare Advantage plan available in the county you live. And this is when you see all the ads on TV. The second enrollment period is called a Medicare Advantage Open Enrollment Period. And this runs between January 1st and March 31st. 
The main reason for the additional enrollment period is to help people who need to change the Advantage plan they're in. Advantage plans use networks of participating providers and will typically include prescription coverage. Sometimes, after the annual enrollment period, people find the providers they thought participated with the plan are not participating or a prescription medication that they take is not covered under the plan. This happens often enough that Medicare reinstated the open enrollment period in 2019 so that people can make a one-time change to a plan which better covers their needs. With Advantage plans, you need to be an active consumer to make sure the plan you choose is right for you. Visit Tim's website, MedicareBlueprint.com, to download a free copy of his book. Or if you would like to talk with Tim, call 803-9-RETIRE to schedule a consultation. To request your retirement income analysis from the team at Preservation Specialists, call right now, 803-973-8473. That's 803-9-RETIRE. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Pat is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and I am Jen Rizak alongside talking today about factors to keep in mind so we can make the most out of what we've saved for retirement. And this is a big concern for so many people, Pat, because the number of Americans who are afraid they'll never be able to retire, it's pretty high. People worry a lot about this. They're not sure if they've saved enough, if they've done enough. Yeah, and I think it's this sad to say, Jen, but that doesn't surprise me. And yeah. it's probably the way it should be in the sense that you know, the economy is difficult the way it is and things are getting more expensive. So we have to spend more money on just living every day. And you have social security isn't funded as well as it should. Pensions, which provide a lot of security for people are disappearing. Mm -hmm. So the average person is in a really difficult position. The introduction of my most recent book, The Retirement Secret, that's what I talked about, is you go from, in 1970, there were no IRAs or 401ks because everyone right. generally retired with Social Security and a pension. Well, that's not that stressful, right? right. So you could kind of sit back <laughs> on the rocking chair and enjoy your lemonade and, and enjoy sure. the easy life. And now, look back, and we're all becoming our own pension managers, which right. is crazy because you know 99% of us don't have any training in that at all. So it's a very scary thing, and that's why we're so passionate about you know getting information out about this and about helping people with it right you're absolutely right there's so much more to have an eye on when we talk about living longer in retirement it's just not the same as what it used to be when people could retire with a pension and social security and they might not live all that long in retirement so just so many factors and when you look at how prepared people are for this there are these surveys retirement confidence index there's one that comes out every year from simply wise and it says 44 percent of americans are worried they'll never be able to retire, probably mm -hmm. because they're concerned about prices continuing to rise mm -hmm. and how are they going to manage this. I mean, does that surprise you for that many people to be worried they'll never be able to do this? Well, I mean, <laughs> being worried about something doesn't mean you know you expect that that's to happen. True. You know, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think fair. I so I think that's that is a fair percentage. It's sad that we have a system that causes that much stress for people, yeah. but I would certainly say. We get in some really heartfelt conversations with people in our office, and we understand that you know money can, of course, be one of the biggest worries we all have. So I think that when you combine the difficult structure of our system here and you have the stress of the economy and worries about recessions and things like that, and then you add to that, Jen, I know we've talked about it in the past, but you know most people spend way more time planning their vacation than they do their <laughs> retirement, right? right. And I, I think one of the reasons for that is that planning your retirement is so overwhelming and there's so much to it. So for most of us, we just kick that can and we don't do it. So I think that if you are delaying having a plan for your retirement, of course you're going to worry, right? right. Uh, because the whole point of the plan is to give you a strategy to feel like you have control and that you don't have to worry about it. And so I think those are those are a couple of the big reasons where, sadly, I'm not surprised by those numbers. So talk a little bit about how having a retirement income strategy can help us feel more confident about our future. Because I think most of the time, Pat, I look back in my life, most of the time in pretty much anything, I felt less confident when I just didn't feel prepared. But once mm. I took some time to think some things through, kind of put my thoughts in order, get some plans in place, it always makes me feel better. So talk about how this can be true for us for our retirement also. 
Yeah. So I think that the number one fear that people come to us with is outliving their money. And I think that that is logical, right? Because that's the thing, you know, we, most of us don't have a lot of guaranteed income for our life. And so if that's the fear, and then if we want to have more confidence, the solution that we would say is having a written retirement income plan. And it does that by doing four things. So the first thing is it's going to help you figure out how to have income that's going to be consistent and reliable. And we've talked about how hopefully your social security is going to be consistent and reliable. I know a lot of us have worry about the funding of it, but at least that's not imminent right now. If you have a pension, maybe that's going to be consistent and reliable. But how do you create consistent, reliable income off of your nest egg? Uh, that's a whole other show, but that's you know making sure you've got those eggs in your nest egg divvied up properly and invested properly. So that's number one. Number two is a plan for making sure you don't outlive your money as part of that. So that's where we run the projections that we make sure that we use conservative estimates and we think about how long you might live. We think about what inflation might be, uh, what type of rate of return you might earn and make sure that your numbers are projected so that your money will last as long as you do. Number three, we have to think about uh, just one factor that is rising prices, that the fact that things are going to go up in the future. And and I had a client that I've worked with for for many years. Uh, He had poured all of his heart and soul into a business and he had sold it. And he came to me and he said, I've got a million dollars in cash in the bank. And I figured I would just take $50,000 out a year for 20 years. And then I don't have to worry about risking it in the stock market or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, you're right about all of that, except the problem is every year over 20 years, that 50,000 is going to buy less and less, right? Because everything's getting more and more expensive. So I didn't tell him to put it all in the stock market, by the way, (laughs) but I did say, you know, maybe we want to look at some other ideas. And then the fourth piece is if you're married, then we need to protect your spouse. And the reason for that is all of these different areas that you're using for income, they're affected if one of the spouses passes away. For example, if you're married and one person passes away, the surviving spouse only gets to keep one of the two social security benefits. Mm. So their income is affected. So we need to have a plan for that. So by having all four of those things, and I know that this process does not sound like the most exciting thing for most people, but by having those four things down there, it comes back to your original question was, how do we feel more confident about it? Well, if you've got those things laid out, How can that not make you more confident? I think that those are the main things we want to focus on. So walk us through, Pat, for people who want a little bit more confidence, they want to put those plans in place. Walk us through what your process looks like for helping people figuring out what to do with their savings. We're not talking about helping people get started saving. We're talking about how do we get started figuring out what to do with our savings as we get into retirement. Yeah, the reason that we offer a chance to either talk for a few minutes on the phone with one of our planners or to sit down with one of them is it's a very simple process. It's really just a couple of things. The first thing is sitting down or talking with you over the phone and talking about what your goals are and what your concerns are. And then we talk about where you're at right now, which is basically your resources, which is your social security benefits and pension benefits and 401k and things like that. We tie that in with, you know, when you want to retire. And then the second piece is where we give you a kind of a preliminary plan. And that's basically a high level overview of where you stand. And from there, you can figure out, we can work together to decide, does it make sense that we work together, that we kind of create a full comprehensive custom built plan for you? And then, you know, help you manage that plan over time. Or are you in a place where you'd rather, you know, handle things yourself? But the beauty of that is there's absolutely no cost and no obligation. We do that specifically for listeners of the show. And that's why we offer that when you call 803-9-RETIRE to take advantage of that offer. That number one more time is 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of preservation specialists. I'm Jen Rizak alongside. And as we've been talking a little bit about some of these strategies to be mindful of, what do we need to be thinking about to help make the most out of what we've saved for retirement? And and we go back to that mountain analogy that we shared a couple times throughout the show today. You think about during your working years, picture yourself hiking up a mountain. We're, We're working our way up. We're building our savings just kind of pushing our way up. It's kind of intuitive. We're probably not going to miss the top of the mountain if we just keep plugging away and we just keep building our savings. Working our way down the mountain, though, that's where things can get a little tricky. This is where we can lose our footing. We can go down too quickly. We can slip and fall. 
And financially coming back down the mountain, that's what we want to talk about here, Pat. Now, I shared earlier when my daughter and I did a a mountain climbing experience, we had a guide who helped get us up the mountain and and gave us some pointers. And we had the same guide who brought us back down. And this is where we kind of depart from our mountain analogy, (laughs) I think, because that makes sense. There's not somebody waiting for you at the top of the mountain (laughs) who's going to take you down and the other guy now lives up at the top of the mountain. That doesn't make sense. But when we talk about the retirement mountain... There are different types of financial professionals, and they might not be the right fit for bringing you back down the mountain. And I think that's important to recognize that there are different types of financial professionals. So who we're talking to with our financial plans, it really matters depending on what stage of life we're in. Yeah, and the thing that I always start off with this, Jen, is there are so many different types of financial professionals, and our industry does a horrible job of (laughs) making that clear and easy for you to understand. So we think this is important so you can kind of hear some of the distinctions, but there's probably like five different ways that you can differentiate advisors, and we'll see if we have time to get into a few of those. Mm -hmm. But you've hit on a really important one, which is one way to separate advisors is that there are generally two types, which is one is going to focus on the long-term growth of your money and accumulating your money. And that's not our focus. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you right. think about it, that's what Wall Street does, right? If you if you see a TV commercial from a big brokerage firm, that's what they're talking about. We're going to help you grow your money, grow your money. Mm-hmm. And then you have preservation and income. And that is when you are getting very close to retirement or you're in retirement, sure, you'd love to have growth. But technically, for almost everybody, it's not your priority. Your priority is how do I live off of it and make sure it never runs out? Mm-hmm. And those are completely different things. They work differently. You cannot use the same strategies for those two. And you really don't want someone trying to be an expert in both of those because it just doesn't make sense. So long-term growth accumulation, that's really where you're going to want to be from your 20s and 30s and 40s. And then probably somewhere in your 50s maybe or in your early 60s, then your focus is going to be more preservation and income. And that's the biggest distinction that you were talking about, kind of that mountain of making Mm -hmm. sure you've got somebody that understands the different risks and concerns as you're trying to get down from the top of that mountain. So when would you say it's a good idea to get a second opinion, especially if you have been working with somebody on your finances in your earlier years, you've been talking to somebody who's helping you perhaps with preparing your taxes and and looking at your investments, when's it a good time to get a second opinion to start thinking about retirement? Yeah, I think this is very much dependent on your personality because Mm -hmm. some people love to plan a lot further ahead than others. (laughs) And some people, you know, I've had people hire us 10, 15 years ahead of retirement, only exclusively working on retirement planning. And I've had people hire us. I know I've told you this story where they they hire me two days before they retire. (laughs) But I'd say a typical number would be, you know, within five years of your actual retirement goal date. That's probably the most common time that most people come in. It's a great time to give you a little bit of time to be prepared and make sure you're shifting things and getting things more in order now that your goals are really changing as you get that close to your target retirement date. Just so much is changing as you are getting close to retirement. And the reality is when you think about putting together those plans for your retirement, most of us haven't done that. Nearly 70% of Americans are missing that written financial plan. And Pat, people without a plan, they do tend to feel less confident about their future. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I know a lot of you are worried you haven't saved enough or that you won't even be able to retire. I know most of you don't have a written financial plan. A written financial plan can help you feel more financially stable. So you don't have to be one of those people worried if your money will last or if you can even retire. We have a process for helping you create an income strategy. We start with what we call our five-step retirement review. If you're listening right now and you don't have an income strategy, and we know most don't, We invite you to call so we can help you create a spending plan to figure out how much you'll need for the retirement you've been dreaming about. Uncover the main risks posing a threat to your retirement, including inflation, stock market risk, potential tax increases, and skyrocketing health care costs. And learn about how to keep your current standard of living in retirement, even as costs keep rising. There's no cost and no obligation for listeners of the show. Call 803-9-RETIRE right now and ask for your retirement income analysis. Once again, that number is 803-9-RETIRE. Securities offered through Arcadios Capital, member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Arcadios Wealth. Preservation specialists and Arcadios are not affiliated through any ownership. 